everyone and welcome back to my podcast um it's been a while since i've made a podcast um there's been like school stuff going on but we're back i have one of my good friends stan takes with me introduce yourself uh hi my name is at stan takes on twitter uh if you're listening to this you probably already know me uh but yeah hi Uh, um so today we will be talking about our top five concept albums that we've ever heard or or his favorite i don't know I'm I'm just gonna do my favorite, but yeah, uh, I'm uh, gonna be doing favorites too. Yeah, um, but first, how how's your week, day, month been? How have you been? Uh, pretty good, I want to say. I'm working on a uh, like a fucking enormous thread. I'm gonna be reviewing a hundred albums all at the same time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I, I would I, never be able to do that. Uh, yeah, I, I think for my top 10, I'm going to write an essay for each of them. I mean, I already have like one of the essays written, so it's only nine more to go. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, when it comes out, it'll be nice, and it'll be nice to see the fruits of my labor. Uh, mm. But yeah, besides that, though, my week has been pretty good. Uh, been been on a, a Thundercat and JPEG Mafia tear. Oh, damn. I got like 186 um, Scrabbles on one of Thundercat's albums. Oh, and uh, all my heroes are cornballs has become both my second favorite album of 2019, and has entered my top ten of all time. So, oh, uh, oh damn! Yeah, Peggy's really been growing on me recently. I don't know. There's something about him that I'm just really, really that's really click clicking with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've not heard any of Peggy's music. It, it's it's I really mean, interesting. Um, yeah, all my I've, I've are heard cornballs. Uh, much more melodic i'd say than um veteran which i think is why i enjoy i enjoy it more uh Mm. but it's still pretty um experimental yeah i've heard that he's like one of the most experimental artists yeah he's he's definitely uh at the moment he's definitely one of the bolder faces in terms of the underground he's really interesting and i totally Mm. recommend listening to his stuff he put out a bunch of singles this year all very high quality he had one with um i heard that one with denzel yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Bald Remix, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was Bald Remix. Okay. Uh, how's your week been, man? I mean, I, I got my dog last week, so I'm, I've been pretty buzzing. <laughs> he, he's 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 very cute. His name Aww. is Axel. Oh well. Yeah, if, you hear, if you hear if you hear any of my if you hear any of my family members calling his name, um, that that is because he's still getting used to the house and stuff. So All right. Don't mind the background noise. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, I, I I've been listening to. A lot of Outcast recently. Oh, really? Um, uh, at, at one point, I just went on a massive big crit binge, and, and I ended up with like two hundred scrapples in like a day. Holy shit! I know. Oh, uh, I just want to say for Thundercat, in the past two weeks, he's gone from being basically not scrabbled to me having like I think nearly five hundred on him. Oh, okay. Let, let me oh. check. Let me let me check. All um, right then. Okay. At the moment, 191 Scrabbles just in the past week. And overall, oh, 450. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fun. Uh, in the All last right, 90 days, um, 185 and 186 on two of his albums. Oh, oh my gosh. I've been listening to a lot of Thundercat. That man's music is addicting. Um. All right, then. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you want to get into it then? Um, we may as well. We may as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, do you want to go through yours first? Um, 
Yeah. Um. So should we go from like five to one? I'm guessing. Uh. Yeah. Sure. Let's go right ahead. All right. So at fifth, I've got because the internet by Childish Gambino. All right. A, a very very interesting album. It's n- it's not one of my favorites. It's not like on my tops or anything. But the concept yep. is still incredibly interesting. You so, know, I'm not gonna lie. I know there's a concept, and I know there was a, a screenplay for it actually done by Gambino. Yeah. But I do. I am unaware of the concept of the album actually. Um. Uh, it. Uh, I, I'm still not like fully sure what it is, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it follows along with this. Um, with this boy that uh, Gambino portrays. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember his name, but um. Honestly, I don't even really know myself. Like, I've I've read the screenplay and stuff, and it's still like incredibly hard to understand. But, yeah, uh, I've heard people do have problems with the screenplay for it being a little uh, hard to understand, and you know stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, um, I've still not fully grasped like the concept, but like uh, uh, I'm I'm starting to come along to it. Um, all right, I mean it's not a very straightforward concept. Not even I understand. I, I'd it. probably have that in like the honorable internet. mentions, to be honest. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I, Definitely. All right. Because I still need to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but if we're to like not talk about the concept just really quickly, really quickly, because of the internet, I really like that album. Honestly. Oh, it's 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 amazing. Yeah. Uh, three thousand and five. Uh, crawl, and I want to say Oakland. Yeah, probably Oakland. Top three songs. Yeah. Uh, all all of those are like or Stockholm Avenue, whatever it's called, Telegraph yeah. Avenue. Still not my still still does not have my favorite Gambino song though. Currently, um Is it either Redbone or Me and My Mama or whatever it is? Uh me uh, I think it was uh me and, me and your mama, I think. It's it, I know it's the I, I you know what it's been such a long time since I listened to Awaken My Love. It's the uh, Mama song. Uh yeah, me and your mama. <laughs> still 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 yeah. Gambino's best song in my opinion. I mean, um, since I've not fully grasped like the concept of that, um, I think I'll just like insert another one as like All my right. fifth. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going with Dave's psychodrama. Ooh, interesting. I really like psychodrama I, and the concept. I love this album. God, it's so good. It, shout out, shout out, Jensen. Shout out, Jensen. Yep. Shout out, Jensen. Massive shout out to Jensen. Like the biggest psychodrama stand I know. Literally ever. <laughs> I I can't think of yeah. someone who has such a deep passion for that album like him. I don't know either. Yeah. Um, um but let, let's get on to the concept. So it, it is supposed to be the idea that Dave uh is rapping and is being liberated through uh these therapy sessions that he's having uh-huh. while he raps. And and he inserts clips from his own psychodrama that he had in real life into yeah, his music yeah. at like the start and end of songs. It it's so fucking cool and it works uh-huh. really well too. It works incredibly well. Also, the best song on the album, in my opinion is psycho it works uh, perfectly that, into a second for me it's what second for me what's first uh leslie or black it has to be leslie man leslie's fucking Le- mind-blowing um, bro it, I, I can't even put it into words yeah no honestly dave really proved a lot with that mm-hmm. and, and you know what's so crazy 2019 was a year that i sort of overlooked but it was such a good year for hip hop for me. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Cause let's see. Well, just in terms of music in general, also I got Igor. I got okay. I got Peggy. Uh, I got mm. Psychodrama. I mm. got Die for My Bitch by Baby Keem. I fucking adore that album. I've I've not heard it yet. 
Please listen. It's so oh. it, it's such a fun album. I think is the best. Part uh, I heard him uh, grad on Twitter call it like a two. Bro, you know yeah, what? No. You know what? Grad grad hits sometimes, but sometimes I just can't bring myself to agree with the grad takes. You know? Yeah, uh, I can. I can definitely see that. I uh, that's a painful. That. that take hurts my soul. A two for Baby Keem. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We still love Grad in this house, but oh yes, we still stand Grad. We still stand, but the man misses sometimes, and that's okay because mm. we all miss. Yeah. You know that. Listen, still, there have been. I'm still not happy about his Sylvia demo take, but we move. We move. What was the Sylvia demo take? He called us a three. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Why? You know what? You know what? Even if he said that, he still wouldn't be the worst person on my timeline today. Uh, yeah. Um, Rakim and MG Polji or whatever. Oh, no. Rakim. Uh, at least Rakim's a cool dude. I- I've interacted with him a few times. He's nice. And, like, yeah, I disagree with him on a lot, including yeah. at that um, Brockhampton is better than Wu-Tang take. Bro, he said saturation to over every Joey album. I know, and that I listen, want right? to cry. It's but but that other dude, I can't take oh, it, man. I, I can't stand him. If listen to me, right? Okay, this is a detour from the uh, the entirety of our concept albums thing. But if you're gonna die on a hill with an opinion, mm. why would you do it in defense of a fucking KKK leader? I know, right? That is the worst hill to die on. You could have put your opinion elsewhere without connecting it to the KKK leader. But no! But no, you had to do it under that tweet and start that shit storm. It's so confusing to me. I mean, God. God, man. I just... I I just want to move on. Yeah, let's just move on. Okay, um... Back to psychodrama. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so psychodrama. God. The way I feel like it works so well because of how easily inserted the concept is into it. Because, of course, you know, Dave's, Dave's rapping about the things, like, around him in his in his environment. He's mm. rapping about uh, socio-political issues. And he's rapping about his mental health. And that works perfectly into the concept of the album. And yeah. it, 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 I feel like the best part about Psychodrama, it does feel like you're sitting there next to Dave as he's going through these therapy oh, yeah, definitely uh, sessions. It, it's really a very immersive concept. And I feel like that's why it works so, so well. And also, um, this is the first album that made me fully connect with like an English accent and rap. Oh like, yeah, I've, definitely. I, like, I, I've, this is my introduction to UK hip hop. <laughs> it, so, it was mine too. I think yeah. I actually wait. No, I might have heard that Stormzy album when it first came out. It's uh, heavy. Heavy is the head. Yeah. Yeah, one. yeah. I heard that one. I listened to Dave's older stuff as well, and it's it's really good as yeah. well. Like no, his six heard... pass CP is 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 insane. Mm. Uh, that's probably technically who, uh, like technically, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'd say like technically it's his best. Yeah, yeah. The song Sex Paths is is crazy. Mm. The flows on there are insane. Also, wait really quick. I want to express to you because you said you were listening to a lot of Outcast uh, earlier this uh, this week. Yeah, uh, I listened to Stankonia a bunch of times. <laughs> And I also listened to a lot of AT Aliens, and I came to a conclusion on what my top three Outcast songs are. Okay. Okay. So, so number, so number three gonna be Explosion, uh, off mm-hmm. of um, whatchamacallit? I think it has the best big boy verse, honestly. Uh, number right. two gonna be Two Dope Boys in a Cadillac. 
Oh, bro, that's such a fun song. Honestly, easily the most second most fun Outcast song in my opinion, and and on mm. probably their best hook. Uh, it's it's in contention. My number one though, uh, also from Stankonia, like uh, Explosion, Jackson. it's Bombs Over oh. ba- Baghdad. That song, oh. that song is wild. I fucking love that song. Yeah. Right. Um, off the top of my head, I would probably say I've got um. Uh, out third, um, where well, I, I would um, if we're talking favorites, then I would put uh, skew it on the Barbie. I'd, skew it on there. the Barbie is amazing, yeah. And then I put AT Aliens title track. Uh huh. Yeah. And then Miss Jackson. That's just the chorus to Miss Jackson Bro. lives rent free in my mind. Same. It just gets oh stuck God. in my head, and I and I just can't get over it. You know what? Outcast is amazing. Maybe we t- sometime we should record an Outcast Love podcast. Uh, why? Why don't we? I still need to listen to Speaker Box and the Love Below. I'd I'd be so, so down to do that, honestly, because the Love Below, because Speaker Ooh. Box is such a good like show of just how talented Big Boy is. Mm. But the Love Below, I also have a love for it because it is wildly weird and like. It shows what an Andre solo album would feel like. Mm, the only song I've heard off of either of them is, is Hey uh. I mean, Hey uh is still a banger, though, I will say. You're not, you are not wrong. All right, um, back to the main premise of this podcast. I think we've sort of established our thoughts on psychodrama, to be honest. Okay, so your number fifth? Uh, my number five at the moment, some rap songs. Oh, that that took a while to grow on to grow on me. Oh, same with me. But I feel like the concept is very interesting to me. It is it because is. not only is it conveyed through Earl's lyrics and shit, but it's conveyed a lot mm. more through the production that Earl uses, and I think that's so a hundred percent. Because when people talk about Earl being drowned out by the production, and mm. Earl being sort of underneath and washed by the production, I mean there is a reason for that, and yeah, I think uh-huh. it works well. It's because. Well, the production is supposed to be a metaphor for Earl's, like, drug abuse and his depression weighing on him, washing him, just completely taking over him. And it works so well throughout the entire album. Like, at the beginning of Azucar, you can barely hear Earl. He's just washed out by this bright... definitely. Definitely. bright, beautiful production. Also, the production on SRS is mind-blowing sometimes. Oh, yeah. It has very, very good production. It's amazing. And uh, Mm. I think my favorite part about the concept of SRS is that by the end, you're supposed to, I I think of it as he sort of finds Seeing the light at the end of the tubble. And that's why. What did I just say? I said, I just said tubble. Tubble. What? What is tubble? Light at the end of the tubble. Light at the end of the tubble. He found the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, that's basically it. And that, that's like, what that Riot metaphor. is supposed to represent. And Riot, I, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Riot's one of my favorite closers of all time. I cry to that shit oh. whenever I hear it. I'm not going to lie to you. Because it's so sad. Because, like, I, if I remember correctly, that's a clip of his uncle who had died uh, very recently near the making of SRS. It's a clip oh. of his trumpet playing, which I do think makes it hit a little little harder for me. And the way oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it hits hard, man. And uh, I don't know. Also, uh, the beginning lines uh, on the first track, uh, that little clip that says imprecise words, 
Uh, I read mm-hmm. a review of the album and or it was more of an explanation of the concept. And what that line is supposed to represent that is that uh, Earl is trying to express to you through this album's like the mindset that he's in. And mm. while and, you know, imprecise words, he's trying to do it in the best manner possible while being, you know, absorbed and in this very sort of unstable, depressive mindset. And I think uh, I, I don't know. SRS is such a beautifully painful album to listen to. Oh, when when you listen to it, like in the dark, when you're depressed, it, it hits so different. You know, it has incredibly different. It's kind of crazy. I've come to like really appreciate Earl's music. Over time, yeah, um, I don't think I don't think he has any tens personally for me because of like the the accessibility of his music. That's understandable, um, but but it's uh, oh, it's, when it hits, it's incredible. Mm. Like it's so good. I actually have two tens for Earl, uh, two nines and an eight. Uh, I think I, I've got um, where are we counting Solace? Uh, I'm we counting Solace. Or solace. Um, yeah. So he's got he's got three nines, um, an eight, and then I haven't heard the rest of his discography. Well, let's see. You have the Earl mixtape, which is, in my opinion, an eight. You have uh, Doris and Solace, which are both nines to me. And then mm. you have I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside, and uh, some rap songs, which also, can we talk about, uh, just really quick, I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside. It's so wildly underrated by a lot of people. Oh, I uh, I really love it. It's, it's just, my favorite L project. Oh, I, I, God, it works so well, and it has the yeah. same feeling as some rap songs, except not not nearly as experimental. First of all, but it, it it's like it's like a it's a darker Doris, but it's like um not as dark as SRS. Yeah, it, it, it threads the line because of course way. it isn't. Yeah, yeah, and also it's Earl... like it's the balance in between. And also, when you look at, I think it's important to note that when you look at Earl on "I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside," and then you look at him on some rap songs, he sounds so much different. Like mm, at least on yeah. uh, "I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside," he sounded like there was some anger that was fueling him. You know, there there was some yeah, life on, in Earl. On, on that, he was he was angry, but like on SRS, he was depressed. He's just so drained, and it sounds like he's aged a good two decades. He just sounds so tired and done, and it's really. Mm really just sort of heart shattering yeah it's it's truly an art the way that uh earl conveys sadness and depression through his music honestly yeah you know i came to realize that i think earl might honestly have the strongest discography out of the three um odd future big three rappers he doesn't have i can see that yeah he doesn't have the highest peak I think that still goes to Tyler. Uh, I would agree. But I do think that overall he does have the strongest discography. Yeah, I can I can definitely say that. I would probably agree. Because yeah. I'll be honest right now, I only have 110 for Frank. And it is blonde. Um, um, that, that's a very strong 9. It may become a 10 for me. Mm, I, In fact, it probably is a 10. I re-listened to it like three times the other day. It's amazing, honestly. I, I'm, you know, like, I, I'm I'm on my topster right now. I'm moving up. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Also, yeah, um, to- topster, topster coming soon. Topster coming soon. 
Yeah, I'm going to re-release mine as well. Yeah, but... I released mine a few days ago, and then I realized there were a lot of things wrong with it, so now I, I'm just going to re- re-release it with this new friend. Yeah, I've changed mine drastically since my last one. Any, any, any changes? And, I, and that was, like, less than a month ago. As, listen, listen, okay? I gotta ask, as I always do, as the number one Igor stand. Where's Igor? Where is it, Nathan? It's sick. You know what? It hasn't moved. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Well, you know what? Uh that that's But do you know what has moved? What has moved? So, um Psychodrama was originally like n- not even like top 30. Mhm. It's it is now 14th. Yo. Aquemini is now 10th. Ooh. Me against the world is now 15th. Oh wow. Me against the world actually recently became my uh second I want to say second favorite 90s hip hop album. Uh, mm. Enter the Wu Tang still number one for me. I can see that. Yeah, and then I think I have a uh, low end theory of third. Honestly, I still need to, I, I need to listen to Tribe's uh, Discord. The low end theory is like mind blowing. Has n- basically perfect production, and the opening track to it is easily one of my favorite songs of the '90s. Excursions is amazing. I mean that entire album right. is awesome. Tribe is really something to experience. All right, should I uh, go to my uh, fourth pick? Yeah, what's your number four? Um, I've got Undone by the Roots. Ah, yes. So I won't lie to you. It's been like I want to say a good year and a half since I've listened to any Roots before I came on Hip Hop Twitter and anything. Only because one of my friends recommended me it. I didn't really mm. pay attention, but I do kind of know the concept of um undone it's like uh it's telling the story of a person's life uh backwards right uh from oh yeah 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 so um uh, it it talks it tells a story in a reverse chronological order um it's talking about uh, the the fictional character redford stevens and um it's set in like an urban poverty like well, it's, they tell like, the story of his, um, of him growing up and in, in poverty and like having to steal and stuff. Uh, and then the layer goes up. Well, it's kind of the earlier it goes on in the album, but like if you listen in reverse, it'd be the later. Like, um, it goes to show that like how much he regrets his decision to like steal and stuff. It's incredibly told. All right. I, I love it so and much. And Black Thought um, is also still one of the greatest, you know, rappers alive. Uh, I mean, is... Of, he is the greatest of all time to me. That's a good uh, take. Yeah. I'm not sure if um, my goat is. Also, the, the, they strayed away from their casual boom bap sound with this. Oh, really? Go for more like a, a more piano, somber like type atmosphere, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like, like usually, usually they're like hard boom bap, like just casual boom Don't bap. Don't they also like, incorporate a lot like, of uh, live jazz instrumentation into their music? I was just about to mention that um, they. They're like the f- the first group to creatively put in live instruments into their into their beats. Which that's so fucking think... cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe I should do a uh, Roots discography review at some point. Oh, I would love to read that. You know what? Soon, Stan Roots uh, review coming 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 to a neighborhood near you. It'll it'll happen soon enough. After I finish that thread and after I get out of all my shit, it'll 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 be happening. All right. Well, well, I will be Bad. sure to do it. Um, 
so right. honestly that concept sounds really interesting and i yeah you know what undone comes soon for me i will i will listen uh yeah it's definitely worth a, a re-listen all right uh so for not for my number four uh mm-hmm. i have igor now i put igor here well it is my favorite album of all time i don't think it has the best concept of all time uh, oh, yeah. I think the strength of Igor's concept lies in how it's executed through both the track listing and through the music mm-hmm. and how Igor uh, and how Tyler tells it through. The music. I totally forgot to have Igor on my list. Yeah, but Igor works really well, I think, because you can't really remove a singular track from the album. Everything mm. factors into the concept. It's very good yeah. in that regard. Like, it's a very natural progression of the story. It works near perfectly. It's an easy to understand narrative. Every song feeds into it. It's pretty relatable. It's well told. I mean, it kind of hits yeah. all the marks for what makes a good concept album. Uh, yeah, like, and and it's simple, like it's easy to follow. Yeah, that and and but, but yet still told incredibly well. Yeah, and the only reason I don't have it higher on my list is because there are certain albums that really do shatter that sort of. Oh, idea yeah. of concept albums, you know. I think at the yeah, moment pretty... I have three above it, two of them by the same uh, yeah. artist, nonetheless. Mm. Um, Damn. you know what? Y'all probably already know what that is, so we'll we'll get to him at some point. Um, but no, Igor works really well. It honestly, it, there's not a lot to talk about Igor because it's such an easily yeah. understood album and stuff. All right, so um. I know, so uh, the next one I have is probably number one on your list, so I think we'll save that to the end, and then my number one is, like, either number two or three on your list. All right. So, I'm going with my number two. Okay. So, on Youth by Lupe Fiasco. So, this this concept is incredibly interesting. Um, You'll give me a second. All right. Take your time. Um, I'll just talk for now, so... Apparently, like there's um a few different concepts of this album, but I've I've only managed to figure out one side, um so far. I know there are like multiple seasons and stuff and like incorporated into the track list. Yeah, but um, I I, I have no clue what they mean. Yeah, what I figured out that um in in reverse chronological order again, um it tells the story of uh Lupe's like upbringing. Yeah, and stuff. Um, um that, so you there you go to adoration of the ma of the magi magi ma, ma, magi, magi however you pronounce it where it talks about like babies and stuff yeah so i'm again i'm guessing that'll like represent his childhood yeah and then um when you go to mural at the start of the album that'll show like his his final form and like his extreme lyrical ability yeah no like, mural is an insane song Oh, it's a top tier hip hop track. Oh yeah, yeah. I, there, there's really so much to just take from it in terms of Luke, Lupe's mm, lyrical yeah. ability. It, it's a little. It, it, it's honestly a little insane how it, that the uh, food and liquor came out in 2006, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's a good ten years after food and liquor, and this man is yeah in better form than ever. Which that's yeah. a little crazy to think about. Um. Also, like his just storytelling in general is insane. Like Pr- Prisoner One and Two is just an incredible track. Lupe's really an incredible MC. He's so good. And uh, um, 
his production on this is fairly underrated in my opinion. Like um, blur my hands, no scratches, um, dots and lines all have incredible production to me. Yeah, I I feel like and, when and all basically all the tracks as well. Yeah, I feel like in the I feel like uh, when people talk about Tattoo on Youth, a lot of the time the production is largely overshadowed by um, yeah by Lupe in terms of like the conversation of what makes the album so good. But the production yeah. is good too, and that's and you know it's oh, there yeah. to back up Lupe, and you know, like it's not the best, like obviously, you know, it's not, it's, it's not, not like it's not like a had mind blowing, like insane, oh my god, what the fuck production, but it works yeah. extremely well for what it's worth. It, it works for Lupe, yeah, his style, and and that's what matters because it, you know, form fits function, and Lupe happened to have something that fit the function that he needed. Yep, and that's why it works. Pretty much. All right, so um, I guess we'll move on to your your next one. Currently, my number three, a uh, good kid, Mad City. <laughs> mm. I mean, this uh, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um. So, good kid, Mad City. Instead of being told like chronologically or reverse chronologically, it's told mm. uh non-linearly or in a non-linear fashion. I'd say I should say. Where yeah. you have to piece the tracks together yourself instead of them being backwards or forwards. They're more scrambled. I, I, I like that concept. I do too. I, I think... Uh, it, it makes it harder to follow, but like easier to... Well, it makes it more interesting to digest. Yeah, I think um, I think it makes for an interesting listening experience. Because you find Kendrick at different stages of his life during the album. Um, and I do think, you know, Kendrick throughout his entire career has made what are easily some of the best uh, um, conceptual albums. Like, uh, I mean, Fear Alone, you could dissect for a good... Oh, 100%. A good 20 minutes. That that's Dumb is a very good con- concept album that goes underappreciated. Yeah, that, well, I, I don't know if the concept goes underappreciated. Maury, I think the concept goes, you know, people don't really understand the concept. I mean, not even yeah. I have fully grasped the concept of Damn. It, it ties I mean, a lot to like, Kendrick's religion. Yeah, I was about to say that. And like, all it, that. It's very religion-heavy. The way you can listen to the album both backwards and forwards is quite cool. Mm. I think backwards, uh, both the flow of the album and the concept that Kendrick goes for are strengthened a little bit. I need to re-listen to the album backwards. It's how it became a 10 for me. It, it grows on you when mm. you listen to it backwards, at least for me. Yeah. Good. Um, uh, uh, I've always had it as a ten, like forwards. Yeah, but uh, back to Good Kid, Mad City. That album, damn. I mean, some of the storytelling oh. on it, insane. Yeah, it's my it's my favorite Kendrick album. Yeah, that makes sense. Not mine. It's my fourth it, favorite album of all time. It, it's uh, I I it's in my top it's, fifteen. It's very good. At the moment, I'm pretty sure. Top fifteen, top twenty, one of the two. And mm. uh, I mean, some of the storytelling that Kendrick goes for on the album is really amazing. Mm. Oh, it, it, it's probably some of his best raw, unconventional storytelling. Just, like, straight in-your-face storytelling. Definitely. I mean... Like, yeah. Like there are still parts to, parts to dissect, but for the most part, it's just a straight s- story. I mean, yeah, that's why people compare it to a movie all the time. Because it really does feel, yeah. like, cinematic. Um, you know how that copypasta going around on Twitter where it's like, um, I, I I played GTA Five and imagined oh, myself from Kendrick's perspective. Pasta. That shit hurts. Honestly, me when I hear it, it sounds like a it sounds like a good plan. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe I, one I, day I would do that. 
I would do that. I would 100% do that. <laughs> you know what? If, well, if I had GTA, I don't have it. <laughs> if I had GTA. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> the reason that Coffee Pasta works is because it's so well made that I could legitimately see yeah. someone saying it, and that's why it's, you know, mm. really good. But um, no, like some of Kendrick's best just straightforward storytelling is told on here. I don't oh, yeah. think it has his best track in terms of that. I can see that. But I do think that it has easily some it of ha- his best. It has probably my favorite Kendrick song. Uh, well, it has my two favorite Kendrick songs on it. Um, uh, Art of Pure Pressure and Mad City. Uh, my top- and then you've also got um, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst and Good Kid on top of that. Shireen, real like it all just blends together incredibly well. Yeah, it, it honestly works really well. Um, I think Art of Peer Pressure probably the best storytelling track. Uh, actually, no. It, it for me, it either goes to um, either I I don't know. Sing about me um, is fucking insane, and yeah. You know the storytelling. I still have adventures. um. I still have three songs better than it on the album for me, but so do it's, I. It's top four. I think I have uh, Money Trees, Mad City, and um. I want to say Art of Peer Pressure. I do. Yeah, yeah. I've got Art of Peer Pressure, Mad Kid, Mad City, and Good Kid. I was yeah. about to say Mad Kid and Good City. Good City or just... <laughs> Good Kid <laughs> is vastly underrated and oh it's so good like when you listen to every like word he says and like it it's it's it grabs my attention yeah i, I don't know good kid mad city easily one of the best concept albums of the last decade yeah. fucking i don't know amazing i fucking right. love that album yeah so for for the next one should we go with um your number two or my number two because uh, I know my number two is your number one, and your number two is my number one. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, do you want to just tackle them as... Uh, I view them as... Should we, should we go for honorable mentions first? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Three honorable mentions. Go go right now. Go. I've, I can't choose three. I've got, I've got quite a few. Oh, okay, then just go right ahead and do quite a few. All right, so we've got... Um, th- these all have, like, fairly basic concepts, but I, I still love it, love it for what it represents. Yeah. So uh, you've got Care For Me by Saba. Yeah, most certainly. Um, Igor, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. Hanging cars and flowers into like finding happiness and stuff. Audiovisual um, you've got... car ride. Mm-hmm. Um, Swimming by Mac Miller. Yeah. Um, you know, talks about mental health, stuff like that. Uses um, uh, swimming, swimming metaphors to... Um, convey that message, show... yeah. Yeah, conveys mental state. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, like we mentioned earlier, um, I've also got Forever as a Mighty Long Time. If that counts, I'm uh, pretty I sure was it actually counts. thinking about that, and I mean, yes, I think it counts because the way it's set up, uh, it, it takes the idea of the double album, where yeah, one side represents the more soulful part of Big Crit, which aptly named his actual name, which is D- Justin yeah. Scott. And one side sort of represents that, uh, you know, rapper hip hop persona aptly named mm. Big Crit, and yeah. it uses that to uh, convey that also through the songs, because as you go through the album, the songs get a little more gospel inspired, a little more, re- yeah. uh, a little more um, soulful, especially with that opener uh, to the second yeah. disc. 
And also the progression of the songs as they get slowly more... Um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Slowly more uh, morbid, I want to say, especially with yeah, the yeah. end, like bury me in gold, all about after he dies, how he wants to go out and stuff. It's really interesting. All right. Um, I've also got um, oh, oh, what was it? Uh, I, my mind just went completely blank there. I yeah. I don't know why. Um, oh, by the way, I did say I have a lot. So um, under pressure, if that counts, by. I think that can count. Um, logic, yeah. where it talks about his upbringing and stuff. I, you know, like, it's I'm not, not it's not great, you. but it's it's good. I don't think I've ever listened under pressure. Oh, I would definitely give it a listen. I think it's I should, good. to be honest. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, soon. Also, uh, Wolf by Tyler the Creator. I was thinking about Wolf, and I think Wolf is probably the best executed out of the three of its trilogy. Hmm. Um, and I do think that the narrative threads go a little thin at points, but ultimately the concept works well within, like, the context of the songs and everything, so it definitely gets an honorable yeah. mention from me as well. And then my final one, um, I was, I was gonna say, uh, The Cool by Lupe, but I, uh, like, I think there might be a concept, like, weaving between it, but I don't know. Like, mm. I genuinely don't know. I just wanted to see if, like, anyone, if, like, you would know. Honestly, I think the only Lupe projects I've ever listened to are Food and Liquor and Tetsuo and Youth about half about a year and a half ago. So I oh, think... I would definitely give the uh, the cool I try. It's my second favorite Lupe project. Mm. Well, also, Droga's Wife has a very very good concept, like tying in slaves and stuff and like black culture. You know what? Maybe sometime we need to listen to these uh, I, I, to Lupe I would be down. I would be down. Uh, you know what? Let's do that sometime. We'll just hop into Discord call or whatever. But, uh, um... Yeah. My honorable mentions... I'll throw in Kanye's, um... Trilogy. Beginning trilogy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, um, oh, that's a good three album, man. Yeah. Especially the college dropout. How yeah. it explores... That moved up quite a bit in my top three. Now it's one of my stronger names. Ooh, really? It, it happens yeah. to be my number third of all time. Oh, yes. I, I've, I've heard... Um, it's my fourth favorite Kanye project again. Uh, what have you like, got? I, I used to, graduation, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and what's the last one? Light registration. Light registration. All right. Um, I think. Oh, section eighty. I would also put up there. Oh yeah, section eighty. Probably the weakest concept. I want to say. Oh yeah. But uh, well, of Kendrick albums. Yeah, of Kendrick albums. Still a very well-executed concept, don't get me wrong. It's just a bit more basic. Mm-hmm. And, like, more easily told. Yeah, it's about the most, uh, sort of basic concept album. That's not to, like, you know, oh, yeah, discredit 100%. the album or anything. It's just Kendrick has gone deeper in his conceptuality. Yeah. Um, so... I don't really have any other honorable mentions. You mentioned yeah, you, me you basically said all of them. So do you want to start um <laughs> basically? Do you wait, do you want to just say both of these are equal cuz I, I in my opinion the I, I would definitely say that. The concept of both of these are literally I'd say they're both the top 2 best albums of last year. And decade. I yeah, uh for me I think trying to they're remember not, wait wait let me check my top they're quick. not my two favorite of last decade but like in terms of like concept and like 
tying in like the beats and stuff to yeah like the concept of the album atrocity like, exhibition is in my or, well now i just gave it away Oh, well, well, there was Frosty Exhibition and Tipimpa Butterfly. Yeah, I mean, listen, these are... We'll say that. Tipimpa Butterfly, pretty common answer, I think, and AE is not yeah. far off in terms either. But both of yeah. these albums really push, like, conceptuality to a whole new level. I would say especially 100%. with Tipimpa Butterfly, like... Well, you know... Um, we'll I guess we'll talk about that first. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. So, Tipimpa right. Butterfly, in all parts of the album, in some way explore conceptuality. Like, yeah, immediately from the sound of the album, you have funk, jazz, yeah, all different subsets of hip hop and black culture all weaved together beautifully and perfectly. Mm. You have the idea of industry exploitation of African American artists as explored in Wesley's theory, you know. Um, and also tying in the um, all the production across the album, like tying in jazz, spoken word, poetry, blues, like to fit the theme of um, black culture struggling in America of course, of is course. all in, like incredibly well made. I mean, how much a dollar cost is literally a storytelling track about Kendrick meeting mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And it's supposed to represent how Kendrick has become almost distanced from that more humble mindset. And, you know, in the end... And also the, the um, uh, like, the title of the track is a very, very interesting question. Mm-hmm. Like, how much does a dollar really cost? Because, like, to, to a millionaire, it can mean nothing. But to, um, to a homeless person, it can mean a million. Yeah. And like, there's both ends of the spectrum. And in the end, you know, when the beggar is revealed to be God, he reveals that a dollar yeah. costs uh, your spot in heaven. Because Kendrick, because mm. God has now barred Kendrick from entering heaven because of, you know, the way that he's treated him and the way that he looks at him and he looks down on him. Yeah. And that's probably Kendrick's best performance, for, at least for me in terms of storytelling, mm. maybe tied with Sing About Me, but that song is... Yeah. Um, you know, you have the whole idea of Lucifer, and absolutely oh, yeah. Lucy in the album. Uh, I saw a very interesting that was point very smart. Uh, on the Dead End Hip Hop review of um, mm-hmm. To Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, I believe it was Mike Seatown brought up the point that the song sounds so happy, uh, for reference, this is For Sale interlude, it sounds mm-hmm. so happy, uh, and you know, in the Bible, that's how the devil comes to you. He comes to you, yeah, in this very sort of pleasant, enjoyable, friendly, friendly way. Yeah, and that's how the song sounds. It sounds so approachable, but when you look at like the lyrical content of the song, it's the devil trying to convince this artist to you know sell over his soul yeah. to the devil, which is you know not very pleasant and i think it's really interesting how kendrick contrasts the lyrical content with uh the production of the song like, um i would say to butterfly is probably the perfect blend of basically all of kendrick's albums because you know you've got the conceptuality and like storytelling from good kid mad city then the religious elements from damn yeah most certainly and then yeah, I also I will I will say I think it is one of the two perfect concept albums that exist mm. at least to me because 
it's just weaved in so perfectly. And I think the best part about it is that you can continuously go back to the album and every time you listen, you can discover something new. And mm, I think that's 100%. probably something that a lot of albums you can't do. And so I feel like that really that's really what sets it apart from a lot of albums. Mm. Honestly, I mean, listen, To Piff a Butterfly is a very dear album to me. It's my third favorite album of all time. It has a blend of yeah. some of my favorite genres of all time. I mean, soul and jazz are both two of my three favorite genres. Like, besides hip-hop, they're two of my three mm. favorite genres, like, ever. I have a deep passion for jazz music, and I love, love, love soul music with a passion. I mean, Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder and all that shit, it, it, it gets me going. I love it. So, mm, yeah. To Pimple Butterfly truly does stand as, like, the perfect blend of all the stuff I love. And it takes all of that, the conceptuality of it, the production, yeah. the way it blends black culture together in such a digestible, easy way, and mm. the way at the end of the album, it ties all that together in not one, but two poems. Immortal yeah. Man is fucking insane. I just want to say, Mortal Man is in my top three favorite songs of all time. And it's my favorite hip hop song of all time. Oh, wow. I think very highly of mortal man. It, I, I love that song, man. It's my favorite song. Off I don't blame you. I think one of Kendrick's best posts. Probably. It is probably a, a top three Kendrick song. Yeah. I, I like uh, other than, um, uh, what's the art of peer pressure and mad state. It's probably, uh, that's probably third. Yeah. I mean, the fucking Tupac interview thing. Oh, bro, that I don't me. know. I don't really know another artist who would be able to pull that off as well as Kendrick did. I mean, yeah, and I think Kendrick's the only one that like should like bring Tupac into his like, poem, basically. Yeah, I, the way it's executed is so watertight because it sounds like a real interview. It doesn't sound mm. chopped together. It sounds like Kendrick is talking to Tupac Despite the fact yeah. that Tupac has been dead for like over 20 years at the point, or mm -hmm. nearly 20 years at the point of uh, the release of Timbo Butterfly. It's fucking insane. Yeah. And then after completing one poem, he does another fucking poem. Mm -hmm. And it ties together the elements of the album even better. I mean, what the fuck? How do you make such a perfect album it's insane it's insane i don't even know to pimp a butterfly when when i had made uh that one podcast that i don't know if i'll ever get to editing that it's such a long yeah fucking thing i yeah, don't it was like two hours it was it? two hours 20 minutes something like that we spent a good half an hour 45 minutes on to pimp a butterfly alone yeah <laughs> and i mean i think that says something about the album you know it's just such a well-made project. I think that's all I got to say. Just going to say really quick, top three off the album. Pretty much. Probably Mortal Man number one. Uh, I want to say how much a dollar costs number two. And number three's got to be mm. I. Yeah, I want to say I. That that verse at the end of I is easily one of my favorite Kendrick verses too. Um, that, The top two are the same for me, but I've got um, Hood Politics over I. Hood Politics like, is I just, really good. Uh, it's such also, the, the Black or the Berry at number two, uh, at number four. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Black or the kinda, Berry. Kind of crazy how well that song I would, works. I also want to give a shout to like to Mama because that's a that's oh, an Mama's incredible amazing. track. 
one of Kendrick's best flows. Easily. God, Kendrick is... Mm. Uh, I can't wait until he releases another project. I need that shit I need him soon. To I need that shit mm. more than I need a Frank project, man. And that's saying something. I don't know if I need it. I don't know if I need it more than a Joy project, but I need it. That's understandable. I mean, listen. Here's the thing, right? I never have to worry about getting another Tyler project because he has like because he drops fairly consistently. Because he he literally has not missed like a release date because he drops every two years, and he hasn't missed a single one so far. 2009, 2011, 13, 15, 17, 19. He's never missed one. And that's oh. that's why I never have to worry about it, right? And he's dropping next year. So yeah, I, mean. I, I get another Ken, I get another Tyler album. And uh, seeing as the direction he's going, it could be my second favorite Tyler album. Because I, I if he goes even deeper into like Neo Soul and shit, I mean mm. that's that's my kind of that's that's my kind of shit, you know? Yes. Ah God, I, I love to pimp a butterfly, man. Mm. I don't know how I got to Tyler all, right. all of a sudden. I think it was because we were talking about release dates. <laughs> yeah, we were. But yeah, so uh, you want to do your number one now? Um, yeah, so we've, um, well, my number one and your, I'm presuming your number two. They're basically equal is, for me. Uh, They're interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danny Brown, Atrocity Exhibition. Yeah, God, I love this album. Top wow, three this album took, this album took too long to grow uh-huh. on me. It took me like five sex lessons to grow on me. I, sh- I, I'm ashamed of my past self, but we move. Um, we move. Um. So I, I'm, I'm gonna start off with my favorite. Well, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but his best. Well, Danny Brown's best track, and also the best of this album, and it's also the opener, Downward Spiral. Sets up the themes for the whole album. Tells it perfectly. Probably better than any of the other tracks. Um, uh, um, the his voice is as most unconventional and like ear bearing. Yeah, no, most certainly. Uh, I, I mean, he uh-huh. just sounds fucking insane, and you know, he also gives you a setting. He, he sounds deranged as hell. He's giving you a setting for this song too. Like he's stuck mm-hmm. in his room. He's been on a bender for like three days. He's grinding his teeth. His jaw is swelling. Yeah. He's been doing drugs. The only time he uses his phone is to call his dealer. I mean, this song is like mm-hmm. dark as fuck. It's well, it's so dark while having such like a light sound at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean, the instrumental is like nothing I've ever heard before. The, oh, it's such a funky instrument. The the entirety of of Atrocity Exhibition has like my, so easily some of the best production I've ever heard on a hip hop album. I I I can vouch. I, it might it might be my favorite produced hip hop album. Maybe maybe outside of Spirit yeah. Butterfly, and and that's saying um, something. I'd, I'd say it's close between Atrocity Exhibition and Care for Me for me. Oh, Care for Me so well produced, man. Yeah. God. Shout out Day Day. He's never gonna see Shout this. Shout out Day Day. You know what? I, whenever I see a Day Day balls post on Twitter, I'm always happy. All right. Um. So back to Atrocity Exhibition. <laughs> 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 All right, so no, uh, every song feeds somehow into the concepts of mental health that Danny mm, yeah. seeks uh, to portray on this album. Uh, some songs, like the, I'd say, I'd say this is some rap songs, but just on a lot more drugs. Th- this is some rap songs, maybe a little less depressive, because I think. Oh, it's it's less depressive, but more drug. Much fueled. more unhinged, I would say. 
Yes. Uh, uh, so much more. I mean, fucking Danny. Uh, his voice, uh, instantly I like Danny's voice. And I think, like, that's something that grows on people, I think. Because a lot of people do not it, like Danny it Brown's grew, voice. It grew on me. Some people just despise his voice. I love Danny Brown's voice. I It's so... It's so unconventional, and he has such a unique voice that it's, like, instantly recognizable. There yeah. are a few people with a voice as recognizable as him. If, I, if I'm to think of anything, it's probably, I want to say Doom, Earl, uh, Kendrick, uh, and I, Biggie, probably. Oh, also Pac. Mm. Yeah. Those are probably yeah. the others that really kind of stick out to me as much as Danny. Because there isn't a really a voice like Danny. Oh wait, I w- I would also put a three K. Oh, that's true. Three stacks. Oh, also big boy. I- I'd say I I instantly know big boy's versus yeah, big voice when I, I hear it. God. Um, yeah. Um. Every song really um, feeds into the concept of atrocity exhibition. A hundred percent. Maybe maybe um, with the I, exception of like really dope because I don't know I still don't know how really dope would factor into but that, that oh is yeah still that, a, that's just a fun. That, that's just a fun easily cut. one of the best posse cuts of the 2010s contender yeah. for best i think it's in competition with uh the pinata title track and third one eye. train i want to say i would put third eye yeah third eye shit's probably poor to me yeah but uh um easily e- all, all three of the verses all three of the guest verses on it are oh yeah mind blowing kendrick on the hook is I, okay, if if I were to rank overall performances, not just the verses, yeah. Kendrick would be at the would, would have the best. Performance, well, yeah, because he also like, gets easily because because that hook is just so addictive. It is, it is. But if we're to take away the hook, because no one else performs on the hook, how do you rank yeah. verses individually? Um, Errol, Danny, mm-hmm. um, uh, Kendrick, Absol, and then. This yeah. is from best to worst? Yeah. Okay, we have the exact same ranking. That, that's, I a, think, that's a huge I mean, listen, boss, all, man. Th- all four of the verses are, like, in this fucking wild. Oh, yeah. Don't get me 100%. wrong. Every verse is basically perfect in my eyes. But... Oh, can I also can I also add that Lost may have my favorite sample ever? Yeah. Um, that the sample look on that is is amazing. That song is so fucking eerie, and that sample is creepy Wait, go- as hell. It's it's so creepy, but it works so well for the atmosphere. Yeah, I'm gonna go check who like who produced it. Kind of sounds like a Madlib beat. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think he had Alchemist um, uh, producing on it, along with them. Oh, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Also, shout out uh, Black Milk. He did a lot of the production on the album. Uh, oh, White it doesn't Line. say who's, who it's. Doesn't say who it's produced by. Really? Yeah, it doesn't have producer or writing credits on any of the songs. Huh. I don't like that. Let me look it up. Makes me sad. Mm. But easily, easily, some of my favorite beats of the 2010s came out of um. Atrocity Exhibition. Fucking When It Rain might be in mm. my top three instrumentals of all time. I just... that's I can, I can see that. That song 
Also, uh, tell me what I don't know is an incredible change of pace from the from the whole album. Oh yeah, I thought like, that first three like that's just a straight it. storytelling song. That there's no like hidden meanings to like any of the concept. It's just like he's just talking about gang violence. Yeah. Uh, no, but lost and, like drug dealing. Okay, so lost is produced by a uh, Playa Hayes, which don't know who that is, but God, the production line of that song is. Uh, I might need to check out more player Yeah, I guess, guess so. I'm looking up when it ran. I, I need to see who produced that song. Because <laughs> that, that song is... In my personal favorites, it's in my top three. My top three hip-hop songs, for reference, are... Um... Oh, yeah. Mortal Man, number one. Uh, Last Call, number mm-hmm. two. Which, Last Call does have the best Kanye bar. Which is... Mayonnaise colored benzai push miracle whips. That is the hardest shit oh, in the bro. universe. And number All three right. is probably when it rain, yeah. Uh Paul White did oh. the production for When It Rain. I've heard his name thrown around a few times, but God, the production on the song is insane. Yeah. I mean, God. Y- y- <sighs> Trust the exhibition's fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, just this like it's it's literally insane, but it's also like insane as in incredibly good yeah i mean like it, it, i mean we kind of need to talk about um uh what's it called concept ain't it funny don't we yeah no ain't it funny is probably the conceptual core to the album yeah no that's song. i mean downward spirals there. downward spiral is there but, like, but i i think they both i think it, they go hand in hand it, it's 100 percent commercially the best i think the top three and if we're talking about the conceptual course downward spiral ain't it funny and uh the closer to the album uh, hell, hell for, for it. it because that sort of sums up yeah, the I idea can, and the I message can, I can of the back album. That up. I can back that. Up. I think those three are the most concept, uh, conceptually vital to the album. Mm. Um, but uh, ain't it funny? Is sort of an exploration of mental health and Danny's drug yeah. abuse and not being able to find the help you need in an environment. Oh, and and. And yeah, I'd say you have to watch the music video along mm-hmm. with it because, like, for reference, the music video is portrayed on almost like a on, almost like the set of a sitcom. Yeah, where I mean, Danny looks so out of place and deranged, and you know, manic mm. because that's the sort of state of mind he's in, and he can't get any help for it because you know, yeah. Ain't it funny, you know, it's a commentary on the fact that he can't get any help, because in the end, it's kind of just all a joke, and people don't take it seriously. But he's talking about yeah. the real, pressing, serious dangers of mental health and drug abuse in this world. Which, yeah. Fucking genius, man. I mean, fucking genius. Yeah, it's so good. Like The the music video makes it ten, like ten times mm-hmm. better. I mean, Atrocity Exhibition, um, uh, really such a deeply disturbed project. Like, it's an undisturbing project, mm-hmm. like, f- for your, like, first few listens. Like, I've listened to disturbing albums before. One that comes to mind, uh, you won't know this album, and only a few music Twitter people will know this album, but it's called Thunder Perfect Mind by Current93. Um, it's this, okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and explain the sound of this album to you. I will not blame you if you don't understand. But do you know, like in movies, 
in movie soundtracks, when you hear like Renaissance music and that sort of thing, like it, it almost sounds like Lord of the Rings music in a sense. Very of like Yeah. Oh very, yeah. like yeah. ye oldy kind of music. Except like by the halfway point it the it almost shatters a little bit and then like I mean the entire album is fucking creepy. But yeah. like one of the songs you know what? I'm just gonna say go listen to that album if you're interested. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. Fucking weird as hell. Um there's a sixteen minute song on there. Uh oh no no thanks. <laughs> I'll just say uh it's not for the faint of heart. But Atrocity Exhibition probably only surpassed by that in terms of just how weird and disturbed it feels. Mm. I mean, Danny just, you feel so bad for him because, like... Oh, yeah. He's been through so much. He's been through so much, and it's conveyed through this album, like, in the messages of the music. I I don't know. You know Mm. what? Atrocity Exhibition is a -a once-in-a-lifetime kind of album. Easily, oh, it, it definitely is. Like no one will ever experience what Danny Brown has went through. It, it's insane. Yeah, it, it conv- it's conveyed so well through his art. I, it listen, it's a top. Yeah, it's a top three, probably number one experimental hip hop album for me. It it, it battles currently yeah. with all my heroes are cornballs. Um. Yeah, I can. Uh, that's yeah, fair. but God, I, I don't know. Atrocity exhibition, perfect concept, perfect music. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Where where is the trust of the exhibition right now in your uh, topster? Um it is ninth. Ninth. Oh, I see. In fact, um it's now it's now eighth. <laughs> I see. What did it uh just what did it just beat out? What did it just uh take over? Graduation. Graduation, ah, I see. Graduation your favorite Kanye album. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, it, it was my first ever Kanye album I listened yeah. to. Uh so I've got nostalgia. I think that's sort of all of the ground we need to cover covered, right? Pretty much. So I, I, I guess that will be the end of the podcast. Yeah, man. Um, th- thank you for watching. If you made it this far, and if you didn't make it this far, you wouldn't know what we're saying. Yeah, that's true. So you're a loser. Okay, go, 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 go! Follow him on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Well, go follow us both on yeah, Twitter. Yep, yep. He need he needs more followers. Uh, uh, yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, yeah. Um. I'll talk to you later. Thank we you for we still need on. to finish that Yeezus re-listen, though. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, I've been listening to it quite a fair bit, and I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, it's quite good. Quite good. May 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 move to the top 100. We'll have to see. We, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Um, thanks for listening. Yep, yep. And thank you for coming on, Stan. Yep, yep, yep. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.